This is a shock podcast. Shock. Due to the discussions of murder, sexual activities and assault, listener discretion is advised, especially those under 13. The world is full of dangers and mysteries. Among them are the notorious serial killers who have terrorized and fascinated people for decades. How did they commit their crimes? How were they caught? But most importantly, what were their motives? Ah! Can You Solve It is a podcast that talks about notorious serial killers. This is Irdina Ishaq, your host for the series. Each week, you will join me in sharing stories of global cases that had happened, not to encourage murder, but to discuss ways on how it could have been better or much even prevented the murder. Today's topic is heavy. Heavy. It really is. Okay. I really hate it when the serial killer's methods involve dismembering body parts oh. is win. <laughs> I really do hate this, but hey, it's another day at the studio. Welcome back. I'm Erdina Isha and this time around, we will talk about Takahiro Shiraishi, who preyed on lonely, suicidal young women and had taken the lives of nine people in just a span of three months. Whoa. With his victims ranging from the age of 15 to 26 years old, with only one being a man, mm-hmm. while the rest were girls. And as always, there's Izwin with me today. I am back, always giving input. And this is Can You Solve It? So be sure to tune in and see if you, the person listening right now, could guess the killer's motives right. Now, let's start the story. Takahiro Shiraishi's modus operandi was simple, to lure suicidal women to his home, saying he could help them die and, in some cases, claimed he would kill himself alongside them. Mm-hmm. And he had strangled and dismembered eight women and one man, aged 15 to 26, between August and October 2017. Plus, all his female victims were raped. Oh. So, the question is, how did it all start? In August 2017, then 27 years old Shiraishi, told his father that he had met the love of his life and that he wanted to start a family. His parents were divorced. He had a sister, but his sister lived with his mother mm-hmm. and he lived with his father. So at the time, he requested to live in the apartment that his father owned, which was about two kilometers away from the apartment they both were living in, mm-hmm. saying that you know, he wanted more freedom and privacy with his girlfriend. However, this was only a lie. The truth was, Shiraishi moved into that small apartment to map his own murder plans. For this, Izwin, he created two fake accounts. One as a guy willing to commit suicide, while the other is someone who could help with the methods and places for someone to take their own lives. They would propagate suicidal ideas which attracted real people in similar situations of life. So like there were people who wanted to kill themselves, so these were his targets. And his tactic was to form emotional bonds with this group of people and then invite them to his home. And he would promise these individuals that they would commit suicide together. 
or find a suitable place for them to act on it. In fact, it was common for Shiraishi to pick his victims up at a train station so they would not back out at the last minute. Very clever. Yeah. So once these victims arrived at his house, he would offer them alcoholic drinks and some medicines so that their death would feel more peaceful. Then, when Shiraishi noticed that, okay, the substance is taking effect, like the victims were drunk or under the effects of the medication, he would start to sexually abuse them. And this was apparently his darkest fantasy as he had always wanted to watch a person die. And at the same time, he wanted to approach them sexually. So knowing that he had the upper hand, he knew his advances could not be rejected. So he liked the idea of that. But the sad part is, some of these victims, they knew that the day they met up with Shiraishi would be their last. Mm -hmm. No matter how unwilling they were to be killed in his hands before their last breath. Between August and October 2017, Shiraishi killed and dismembered nine victims in Tokyo as well as in four other Japanese cities. Mm. He would separate the internal organs and skin and dispose of them in dumpsters. This is because he knows that these organs, they would quickly decompose. Then other body parts such as bones, the victim's head, hands and feet were kept in the refrigerator. It was in fact reported that when police came over to his flat, they had found nine severed heads with 240 body parts stashed in coolers and tool boxes which had been covered in cat litter by the way to hide the evidence hmm. but the smell still pierced through because his neighbors did complain of a foul smell near his place so from this we know that if anything smells horrible at your neighbors yeah it's most probably a dead body please stay even, alert even based on films that we've watched other real crime stories if there's a foul smell call the cops yo call the cops you never know if you could catch a serial killer yeah or a dead dog after killing the victims he would steal their phones jewelry and cash and he was even said to owe his victims up to like 14,000 ringgit like that was this one victim like it was oh, in yen money. it was in yen yeah. but they converted it into ringgit and as mentioned earlier from the nine individuals murdered eight were women and all the female victims were raped before being murdered. And the only man that he murdered was a man that was killed after arguing with Shiraishi, asking him the whereabouts of his girlfriend. Okay. So that was very unfortunate. He didn't want to kill himself, but he was killed. So now the question is, how was he caught? In October 2017, one of the missing women's brothers started an investigation on his own to find his sister. And in his attempt to find her, he came across several tweets from his sister that revealed suicidal thoughts. So something new to him because this was unknown to the family before. And searching through the text messages, he found long conversations with one of Takahiro Shiraishi's profiles. Mm -hmm. And within the two's conversation, it was revealed that Shiraishi had actually promised to commit suicide with his sister. However, the weird part was that Shiraishi's profile was still active. So finding that odd, like how could he still be alive? He received the help of a woman who assisted him by contacting Shiraishi to lure the killer away so that the truth could be revealed. So like they really want to expose Shiraishi at this point. And while doing so, they made sure to involve the police. Once it was set for the woman to meet up with Shiraishi, the police also showed up, arrested him and asked him where the victim was. And guess how he acted? In response to this is when he indicated, like he pointed, the oh. victim was in the freezer. Like he coldly pointed. 
there. And then, true enough, the police found parts of the bodies there. Mm-hmm. Finally, in September 2018, after five months of psychiatric testing, after which the courts decided that he could be held accountable for his crimes, Shiraishi eventually pleaded guilty to all the crimes that he did. So initially, there was like this thing going on where he claimed that he should be charged with a lesser crime since the victims, you know, they yeah they wanted to kill themselves. Yeah, so he had, he like had their consent before. So dear listeners, I do wonder if you could already hint of why he killed these people. Here, here it is. Okay, like it's time. Well, before that, yeah, at least Shiraishi, at least Shiraishi didn't have sex with them after they did. Okay, I'm not justifying rape. I'm just saying that at least he doesn't have necrophilia. Okay, and all the serial killers that we've talked about so far, he is most probably the only one that is not attracted to the lifeless body. But for me, it's still like it is weird. No rape, no killing. No, no, no rape, rape, no, no killing. killing. It's just that there's that's the only thing. That he's like different than the other okay. But let's let's hear from the murder. Okay, so here it is, guys. Although Shiraishi himself had confessed that his killings were plainly sexual and financially driven, yes, people, these were his motives. Everyone, since he had always wanted to take advances on beautiful women, but did not want any sort of rejections. But then, beyond that, beyond that very selfish desires of his of like wanting to take advantage of women so the thing is he had actually told his father previously that he no longer thought that his life had meaning mm. maybe that could be it actually is win yeah like the bigger the bigger deal here why would he feel like there's no meaning is it because of him not being with his mom okay now let's go back a little let's go back to the days when he was little as a child he was almost always described as thin and shy like he always had that fragile look and though he tried his best to appear normal by participating in social activities with the rest of his peers one thing that stood out about him is that he used to play choking games with his friends and you know as he grew up he did actually strangle them to death but then you ask a good thing because back when Shiraishi was in high school his parents got divorced yeah. and that had a large emotional impact on him and due to this he was also separated from his sister because she lived with his mother while he was in the custody of his father and it was from that moment on where his strange behavior started to emerge right after he graduated high school shiraishi would just take any job that could give him financial independence and at the same time he would distance himself from his family okay maybe not always there's always something a bit suspicious with people who try to distance themselves from families while doing this kind of thing mm. he his earlier jobs one of them was actually a place where adults go to gamble on a gambling device and after he left his job there he started working at a prostitution ring where his task entails him to recruit girls that were interested working there no i was actually thinking most most probably with people like this is mm-hmm. that there's a part of their brain they don't understand common sense and morality and no empathy so continuing where i left off actually is when he had actually worked at a prostitution ring 
and he recruited girls that were interested working there. He also worked at a neighborhood in Tokyo, which is known for being one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the city with a lot of nightclubs and red light districts. So his strategy was to find women that was in financial need or women who are just vulnerable. And unfortunately though, his employment with the job did not last long. And in February 2017, he was arrested for collaborating with prostitution. However, he served his sentence on probation and about three months later, his sentence was suspended due to loopholes in the law. And this was the loophole. So there's a law like, although a law has prohibited prostitution in Japan since 1956, the Japanese find loopholes and inter interpretations to bypass the law. And one way to get around the law is to offer sexual massages and services that do not involve sex. So apparently this is like a huge thing that's going on in Japan. Okay. You know what? No wonder. I've always wondered why there's no more geisha. There's no more? Geisha. Like the traditional kind. Okay. They got banned basically. Geishas are I know, like, classy I... prostitutes. Oh, okay. I mean, I can picture them wearing the kimono. I can picture that. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was wondering why there's no longer like geisha and like the traditional side. So geishas, don't get me wrong, but they're like more performers nowadays compared to like what they were supposed to do. Which is to provide services to exclusive clients. And their entertainment back then is like singing, dancing, all of that, right? Yep, and then yep. if these clientele love them, they can spend the night with them. Mm. I, I didn't know that they've banned prostitution in Japan. Interesting. Yeah. Considering it's Japan, people always talk about like, oh, meat cafes. Interesting how they try to find loopholes in the law so that they can continue on with these interesting activities. I, I guess, you know, if you're a bad person like you are really a bad person you would continue to do anything even though it's prohibited of course you will find ways to do it yeah and maybe that's the case with Shiraishi Izwin what do you think are the key takeaways from this story first of all if you're feeling suicidal get help possibly you know they think that they were helping each other it could be yeah. it could be they didn't want to be alone that's, that's be one alone. thing for sure so they're looking for a partner to talk about their issues online however I think the safe part is to talk to someone you know or again we talk about this all the time therapy counselors, anonymous helplines would be beneficial for this is when you actually mentioned a good point like you said maybe they just wanted someone to talk to right because for me like in my opinion they went off with this random guy because they didn't want to be alone and they just wanted someone who are like in the same shoes as they are you know someone who feels the same pain depressed who could understand them because you know if you are depressed you don't see the world in the same color and yeah, when you explain it to people who are normal they won't get it they just won't so maybe that's how they could actually form that kind of connection and could simply like you know randomly went to some stranger's house like that's so weird mm-hmm. you know to end your life with someone you barely even know that's just so weird like you also mentioned Iswin for me the key message here is if you have suicidal thoughts get help see the thing is if you feel like something is not going your way it's not the end of the story yeah. people there's more there's this Ed Sheeran famous quote he would say like if it's not the end it's something something I've never heard of it 
good It's really famous So the point is like If it's not going your way It's not the end Because at the end of the story Everything will make sense Everything will be good to you There's this film It's so wholesome It's so sweet I think it's called Look the other way And it gives this scenario Where like This girl goes through These two lives One goes the way that she wants to How she planned it Everything that she wants In her life And the other Is like the exact opposite Of what she wants in life Okay It's so wholesome. The plot is just like, you know, it's meh. But the conclusion is that she ends up happy and okay and grateful at the end. Just because it's tough. Like, she was going through a situation that she's just like, I the worst thing to happen to her. Mm. But at the end, she found love in ways that she doesn't expect. Like, love with her family, with her friends. In ways that she didn't expect. Okay. So, if you think like it's the end, it's not the end. Because at the end of the day, you will always end up okay. Yeah, I just remembered this quote. So, there's a saying, That was like If it's not okay It's not the end Because in the end Everything will be We're okay okay. (laughs) Exactly Okay so Another thing that I would like to note is So remember how Shiraishi was like He felt like he had no purpose in life Like Mm, no meaning So for me The key here is to find purpose In your everyday life Uh, Yeah Because you see Every person living on earth here Everyone has a purpose Like If you look from the religious point of view, you have a purpose to serve God. And if you look at yourself being a career person, your purpose is to work and really like maybe climb the ladder. There's just always a purpose. There's always a purpose. So find that purpose. Find that joy in your life. Find that meaning. If you don't have that meaning, you have to find something. Yeah. Keep on trying things out. A hobby, a career, a job, friends. Go out and try it out. See what brings you joy. And if you can make money out of it, that's great. If you can't, then that's okay. You know, find money in different ways. Once you're done laboring, go out and do the things that you love. You'll find purpose doesn't have to be about money. Purpose can be so much more. Yeah. Spiritual level, whatever it is. Just go and find it. And try it because you never know if you never try. Exactly. Remember, you know, how he killed his victims and it was not consensual because it was not up to their consent he actually killed he actually murdered them so I wonder if at the end if the victims actually wanted to live like when they knew they were going to breathe their last breath because I don't know if you've heard this saying before but it's a famous one that goes like if you want to die then throw yourself into the sea because then you will find yourself fighting to survive so you do not want to die rather you want to kill something inside Inside your Yourself. Yeah. I just wonder if at that point of time the victims realized that they made a mistake and that they really did not want to die because that would be just real cruel and ugly and a sad ending. So people, I hope you don't make the same mistakes. I hope all of us don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. Just get back up on your feet. Go and do your thing. Be happy, guys. Be grateful with what God has given you. Not everyone has the opportunity to live a life right way. Maybe there are some people that you feel like, you know, you're on the downside. You're down in the dumps. You feel like, oh, although you are perfect, there's something that is not meeting you. When actually, there's someone at the other end of the world who is maybe not perfect. Like, maybe is fighting cancer. You know, like, they have to fight Fight for their lives But here We have this But we're wasting it Just like that The message is to be content Be content I tell Dina to be content All the time It's to feel like With what you have Is more than enough And it's okay to keep Wanting to push yourself So you can get To where you want to be Or even when you're there already Keep pushing Mm. yourself Mm. Because being human Is being constantly learning Don't focus so much On how far you have to go Focus on what you can do next And you'll be fine at the end Find purpose Yeah Just whatever it is Whatever it is That you're going through Make sure that You don't do regrets 
Yeah. yeah. Just don't do that because, whoa, I've had my own experiences. And the thing about when we act irrationally, right, there's always this regret coming. Mm. So you're not alone, by the way, people. There are lots of people out there who feel the same way as you do. So do not ever feel lonely. There's always a greater thing ahead of us, above us, and there's always something watching us. So believe that your time will come, whatever it is that you're going through. So that's a wrap, people. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And that's all for now. But there will always be more. So next week, you will be listening to us again for sure. So hit the subscribe button and share this on every platform you're on. Thank you, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll talk to you soon.